I'm Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. It's time to pay attention. Come on, people. Think about it. Welcome to Mortgage Matters. Mortgage industry is not rocket science. Your guide to the information you can use to choose the best answers to your real estate financing questions. If that loan agent tells you that, get up and run away. Now, here's your host on State and Islay. Your guy in the mortgage industry, Guy Rivera. Okay. Good afternoon, this is Guy Rivera. Your guy in the mortgage industry, it is 2 o'clock. Tuesday, July 10th, the year of our Lord, 2017. Welcome to the show. It's going to be a really good show. I've got two great guests coming on after the first break. So I'm going to get right into it because I'm I'm just going to give a little bit. This is a mortgage industry show. Today it's about our community. I serve our community of Santa Barbara. I'm proud and honored to do that. So I'm going to bring two guys here that have absolutely positively nothing to do with the mortgage industry, but have everything to do with community. They're two really good guys. I've known them both for a long time. I'm proud that they're my friends. And uh, I'm going to bring them on after the first after the first commercial break, and we'll see what kind of trouble we can get into after that. But before I do, let me do my licensing in case there's somebody out there that's going to turn me in. My NMLS number is 57662. My BRE number is 01220 My parent company, American Pacific Mortgage. I'm real proud to be affiliated with those guys. I got to just announce that uh, last month in June... We closed $870 million in the month of June. We have about 700 loan agents. Uh, This side of the Rockies, we're doing pretty good there. Um, Real proud to be affiliated with those guys. So like I do every show, I ask Richard the one question. How you doing, Richard Dugan, my engineer? Doing okay? Have you been here all weekend long? All week long? Mm -hmm. Jeff Bridges call? Mm -hmm. He didn't leave a message for me. Are you kidding? Well, not that he needs a mortgage, Jeff. You don't need a mortgage. I know that for a fact. I saw your last movie, and that was pretty pretty bitching. Um, I do like you in The Kingsman. That was a great show, too. But if you need a mortgage, you want to talk about mortgages, I know you don't need one, but if you just want to talk about one, I'm your guy in the mortgage industry. We know a lot of the same people, probably run around in the same circles, eat at the same restaurants. Hell, why wouldn't I be your your guy in the mortgage industry? With that being said, let's get right to it. Um, this year was, uh, this week has been pretty flat. Bonds have been pretty flat. There's been no real economic data yesterday or today. Um, Yesterday was pretty weak. There was not much going on. But I do have some pretty good tidbits. The yield on the 10-year Treasury note closed at 1.36% two years ago exactly. It's lowest closing yield ever. The 10-year notes have been traded in the USA since 1790, 228 years of trading. The the yield on the 10-year note closed last Friday 
at 2.82. If you refinance or you purchased two years ago when that yield was there, you're in the 3.5% range to 3.75% range. That is darn good money. Um, a total debt of the United States is projected to reach $21.5 trillion by the end of the fiscal 2018. That's equal to 107% of the size of the U.S. economy. That's the highest level of debt relative to the, to the size of our nation's economy since 1947, just up from the Great Depression. But here's, what, here's something I find very, very interesting. Greece, country with debt equal to 179% of the size of its economy, negotiated on 622 last month to delay the repayment of its creditors of 40% of its total debt, 96 billion euros, for 10 years. Now listen to me. 10 years from 2023 to 2033, a decade-long period during which Greece will make zero principal or interest payments. Now, don't you wish we could all do that, especially with our mortgages, and not be penalized, not be reported late? I mean, Greece must have the worst frickin' FICO I know. Um, it's, come on now. Greece, really? The good thing going for Greece aside from their negotiation skills, is their food. I like a good Greek pita. <laughs> um, proposed U.S. tariffs on car imports will add an estimated 5800 to the price of imported foreign vehicle. Now listen, Richard, get this. Proposed U.S. tariffs on car imports will add an estimated 5800 to the price of an imported foreign vehicle. Well, so what? If you can't afford it, don't buy it. And we're talking about the Mercedes-Benz. We're talking about the, you know, uh, what else? The, the BMWs, right, Richard? That's what we're talking about. Um, anybody that can afford those can afford an extra $5,800, don't you think? Yeah. My favorite spot right here, kids. Kids cost money. The annual household cost of a family with two adults and two children is 140% of the annual household cost of a family with two adults and no children. That's why I tell my wife, sure, get another dog, no problem. <laughs> Since this is a show about mortgages, we do want to talk mortgages. So, before I bring my two great guests, Will and uh, Peter, on, um, i got to quote some rates here. But first, I'm going to tell you about a story uh, that I did. I'm going to keep telling this story because it's a great one. Um sitting in the pool in Palm Springs a couple of weeks ago. One of my referral partners calls me up and he says, guy, I got a problem. I got a problem. I can't get, okay. Have the client call me. Client calls me. Here's what happened in a nutshell. And I'm going to advertise this. 
Client has $4 million purchase. He needs a $1.6 million loan. Monday, I take the application. Tuesday, I get it approved. Wednesday, I receive the appraisal. Friday, I got clear to close. Now, listen, this is very important. Monday, I take the application. Tuesday, I got the loan approved. Wednesday, appraisal received. Friday, clear to close. Now, that is important because this turned into a 10-day, 10-business-day purchase close. Doesn't happen all the time. It happened here. The guy got a great rate. We moved it right along. <clears throat> Speaking of rates, if you purchase a $3.2 million home, you want to put down 20%, you know, you're going to keep that home only for about five to seven years. Get yourself seven year fixed with a 30 year amortization 4% with an APR of 4.187. If you want a little extra time, 10 years, you get yourself a 10-year fixed, 4.175 with an APR of 4.301. Now, if you want to just stay there and never worry about it, go for our 30-year fixed jumbo, 4.5%. $3 million loan amount at 4.5%. Mind-boggling, isn't it? You want to know more about those rates. You want to know more about your capabilities to borrow money. You want me to take a look at your existing loan, give you ideas on it. Feel free to give me a call. I can be reached at 687-6282, extension 13. It's Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to be bringing in Two really good guys that are associated with old Spanish days. Peter Georgi and Will Powers. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. And like I said, this show is about mortgages. However... I've got two great guys in my office that have not, in this studio that have nothing to do with mortgages whatsoever. They have everything to do with community, and that's another part of the show. Community. I'm involved. I'm honored to be part of our community and to help serve our community. So today we have Mr. Will Powers and Mr. Peter Georgi. These guys are celebrities around town. Say hello, guys. Guy, thanks for having us on the show. Thanks, Guy. You're very welcome. I'm going to start out with Will because Will's an active member of Old Spanish Days. Now, you are the head of the the parade portion of Old Spanish Days, right? What's your official title for Old Spanish Days? The official title is Division Chief of Pageantry. Division Chief of Pageantry. That sounds special. It's spelling. <laughs> I was just going to say that sounds special. It sounds pretty important. I, I just I just say parade chair. It's just easier. <laughs> Pageantry. That's going to ring. Pageantry. Yeah, I like it. Say it. Let's all say that together. One, two, three. Pageantry. Let's see. That's very nice. So tell us what you do. I know it's real important, and I know you come. I've, I've watched you over the years, Will. 
Yeah, you look pretty relaxed right now, but when it comes to parade day, you are a wreck. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us exactly what you do. It's, it's true that the day after the parade, I, I don't walk. I just I just feel pain just from walking so much. You, you, you learn it the first couple of years is you don't wear cowboy boots during parade day. You wear tennis shoes. It's it just hurts otherwise. You walk too many miles. Um, parade parade's great. You know, I'm honored to be a part of it. Um, I'm. I mean, yes, I, I have the title, but I mean, I'm just one guy out of many other individuals who, who put it on. Um, it, I, if it pretty much comes down to if someone gets blamed, it's me. Everyone else just gets the credit. Guy, uh, Will is being too humble. It's a big job. He searches statewide for teams of horses, which are not easy to obtain, qualified safe teams that can pull these wagons and passengers up, up State Street, that four-mile route. He also is in charge of uh, making sure that each and every wagon is safe and ready to roll. And, you know, I hate to say it, but every 10 years or so we have a runaway. And we want to do our best to prevent those. And he does a great job. And it's a year-long job. And um, it's not an easy job when you're dealing the day of the parade and you got 20 people wanting to talk to you or 15 different problems that are presented to you. The only thing I can say is at the end of the day, it's time for him to have a beer, and he, he, then he relaxes with us. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see you getting pulled in all, in all directions on the parade day. Um, I mean, you're all over the place. You're yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, there's, a lot, there's a lot of pieces to it. I mean, not one of it is extremely complicated. It's just a lot of pieces. It's all logistics. And it's a puzzle. It's fun. That's how I look at it. Otherwise, it would just it would just be very very hard to deal with. So yeah, you just pick one puzzle piece and figure out where it goes, and then you go on the next one, and you go on the next one, and before you know it, uh, you have people, you know, to going down State Street, and before you know it, they're all back, and everyone's hopefully happy, having a good time, and and safe, and safe, and safe. Yeah. So you were legacyed in, weren't you? Didn't I was. You? So I tell w- us a little bit about that. Tell yeah. us a little bit about your. Your background, your family background with old Spanish states. So uh, I've been part of the parade for most of my life. Uh, my grandfather, Wayne Powers, was the equestrian chair for 20, 30 some odd years. Uh, equestrian chair essentially runs the parade. It's, you know, it's a horse parade. Um, and so I guess it would be back in 2012, uh, they asked, hey, do you want to help your grandfather with the equestrian parade? You know, the parade? I'm like, yeah, great, sure. But, you know, I thought 10 guys lined up for this position and uh, that I actually know he's he's very particular. <laughs> I was like, ah, okay. So I went in and hung out with my grandfather, which I would do anyways. When I was a kid, we used to hang out a lot. So we, he showed me the ropes of what happens inside the room. Um, then the next year, we were co-chairs. And I was like, oh, cool. You know, we're just going to run the parade together. This is, this is a lot of fun. Uh, next year, he said, well, well, I'm retiring. And I was like, oh, <laughs> we were not running it together. You were training me. Got it. Uh, yeah, so it, I did a, that for a couple more years, and then there was some shifting in the organization of whatnot, and uh, then I became the parade chair for two years, and now I'm the division thing, and, and then parade chair as well. So you basically got roped in by <laughs> your <laughs> pageantry. Yeah. Roped in, get it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Peter. Let's get let's get over to Peter here because Pete, you've been with Old Spanish Days. Now, isn't it true that when you were El Presidente, you were the youngest El Presidente ever? 
Not necessarily the best looking, but the youngest. No, both of those things. <laughs> yeah, you know, I joined the board at a young <coughs> age, younger than the average, age 24. And that was in 1978. And then uh, 12 years later, I elevated to the uh, presidente position, which was a great honor. And at age 35, I was the El Presidente. So I don't think we'll see a younger El Presidente, at least in the foreseeable future. You'd have to join that board at age 20 or so to to, to get that honor at this time. But better, better looking, though, probably, right? Um, nah, I was going to say, we won't see a better looking one either, no, right? Either. <laughs> so then, in 1978, you yes, joined? Old Spanish days. I was like 11 years old. How were you? <laughs> I, I was a negative. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's pretty cool, Pete. You're but, old. And equally uh, important is I've been associated with the Carriage Museum since 1992 when I took over for Leonard Cummer. And I that was a great honor, too. Leonard brought me on, much like Will's grandfather brought him in. Leonard said, would you take over for me at the Carriage Museum? And I said, at Leonard, it'd be an honor. To be honest with you, uh, they had me come to a board meeting, and they talked about painting a door brown for about an hour. And I, and I said, you know, I don't have time for this. And they said, do you think you can do a better job? And I said, well, yes, I think I can. And so that's what happened. They said, okay, good, because we want you to be the president. Great. And, that's a and there story. you've been ever since. Yes. And you do a lot of great things down there at the Carriage Museum. Carriage Museum, Old Spanish Days, share uh, headquarters. Yes. Right? And yep. Uh, what, what's the address on that in case? 129 Castillo Street, or better known as Pershing Park. Pershing Park, all the way yeah. back in the corner. Yep. Anybody out there that's seen anybody tagging us the other night, let yeah. us know. Yeah. Um, but let's get back to the equestrian parade. Let's get back to the parade because, you know, I've been watching this parade like you, Will, and you, Pete, uh, since since we were little kids, right? My parents used to take us down there when we were four or five years old. Yep. <clears throat> It's the largest, am I right here, largest equestrian parade in the country? Let's just say one of the largest. Yeah, one of yeah, the largest. Yeah, what happened to the largest? I heard it well, was the largest. Well, one time it was, but that, that, that's well, rivaled. bigger than us? That's rivaled by a, another event in Montana, from my understanding. Yeah, it, it, it's, hard to, it's hard to know all the parades going around the country and who has a lot. But, you know, 600 horses is, is a lot for a parade. That is a lot for yeah. a parade, and a lot can go wrong with 600 Horses running around, especially when the drums the fire up and the bands get going. The, the horses aren't used to that. Sometimes they. Are, yeah. Wow, I did not know there was six hundred horses part of that parade. There's been as many as seven hundred. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty incredible, and a lot of those horses, a lot of those riders, they come from all over the country, right? And just to have a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's, usually, it's an honor for them to be in the parade, as it is to or, you know to help out with it. Um, yeah, we have people. Uh, we have. Teamsters, you know, guys who drive the wagons, coming all the way from Nevada, Arizona. Um, I think that's all we're look this year. But, yeah, usually the 11 western states is where most of them come from. Northern California, Redding, mm-hmm. yeah, all kinds of places. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Richard's giving us the finger. I'm going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. But before I do, I'm going to tell you that this show is rebroadcast on Tuesdays, 10 p.m., Sundays at noon, you're listening to Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back, and we are we're speaking with Will Powers and Peter Georgi, two guys that have given back to the community and c- continue to give back to the community. 
Pete's long-standing position with the uh, Carriage Museum in Old Spanish days, he is what they call um, a has-been El Presidente or past Presidente, and uh, Will Powers is continuing to get out there. So let's let's stay on the parade here. Will, since you've taken over, since you were roped in by Grandpa, you've made some adjustments. You've made some changes, making some sa- making the float safer. Um, tell us what you've done to kick it up a couple of notches from what other people, from when your grandfather ha- handed you the reins. Yeah, so the, the parade is a historic parade, and with that comes a historic way of doing things. Uh, so over the last couple of years, we've, uh, before we would send out the, the, I guess the mailings to everyone, they would handwrite them and then mail them back to us if they want to be in the parade. And most people's penmanship isn't all that awesome. So we went to online. So everyone does their applications online, which is great. So it saves paper, saves me from ripping my hair out. Uh, and then with the floats, we've had the same floats for forever, I think. And we just recently went through them all, uh, took them all the way down. Uh, and then now we're rebuilding them all back up. So they're brand new wood, brand new chassis. And, uh, and they're going to be safer, uh, nicer. Uh, easier to pull. I mean, just safety and then all that. Right. And Peter kind of gets involved with the the carriages and the wagons. Um, Pete, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you work with Old Spanish Days uh, and some of the transport they have in that parade. Yeah, you're right, Guy. We do provide, the Carriage Museum provides the wagons and the carriages that are used each year in the Fiesta Parade. Not exclusively, because some Teamsters bring their own, but a uh, majority of the wagons are used from the Carriage Museum. And it's important for us to keep them operating properly and safely. I'm proud to tell you that in the last four years, we've undergone four major restorations on some of our larger wagons. And those are featured in the Fiesta Parade each year. And they look great. This year, we'll have the newly restored Tecolote wagon, which is our largest wagon at the Carriage Museum. It's a 15-passenger touring wagon. And that'll be uh, fifteen passengers yep, in the Tecolote. Yep. And who's going to be on? Who's going to be riding that? I believe it's the Bank of Montecito. This year we'll That's be correct. we'll be using that wagon. And uh, they've been a good supporter of Fiesta over the years, and uh, they're entitled to use of that wagon. So is it is it um, is there kind of a, an entry fee if somebody wanted to use one of those wagons? I know that they have to rent it, right? But is there an entry fee to get into the parade? Well. Yeah, I mean, if, just to be in the parade, yeah, there's an entry fee, uh, and then you have to pay insurance. Uh, besides that, it's it, that's about it. So it's like 300 bucks to be in the parade. Uh, to be in a wagon, you generally it's for the sponsors. Uh, so you talk to the sponsorship person, and they get you set up there. Um, but, yeah, so wagons are sponsors. Um, then from there, we have a select few that we put in there as well. Um, but, yeah, but, but Pete's saying those wagons that they redid, they're, they're just they're beautiful. I mean, they, yeah, they, they did an amazing job on them. Wow. And I'm sure that, uh, yeah, and there seems like there's something new every year coming to that parade. You know, either a new wagon or a new, you know, group. Um, but then you have all of the mainstays, mm-hmm. which is very cool. Yeah, uh, you, you know, should the your own, Yeah, you do this. You're doing the announcing now, which is something you should also talk about because you're you're getting involved and we appreciate your volunteering. Well, yeah. I, very much. I've been announcing for the last three or four years. And then um, David Bolton, who was the the, uh, the parade announcer captain, um, asked Meredith Brace and I to, you know, help him out with that. And then pretty soon, kind of like 
what happened. And now that I'm seeing it, it's just like that. Oh, here, you guys just take over. Yep. And, and what you, the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you want your ingenuity and your changes and your ideas, fresh ideas. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, that's exactly what happened. This light bulb just went on. It got brighter in here. <laughs> wow. Now, I understand in past parades, most of them, there's a uh, – I know last year we couldn't write – couldn't really get the guy, but there's a guy that rides around in a little cart, golf cart, and harasses people. Do you know who that would be? No, but he was always on the run, and you, you're right, you can't catch him. He's like the caballero of the parade, isn't he? You know, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> he takes a number of people with him, and they enjoy themselves. We just stay out of trouble, have fun. I'm out there actually being the eyes for Will to make sure everything's going smoothly. Oh, so it is you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this year you'll be delivering water to the announcers that you helped me with last yeah, year. Yeah, happy, so happy to help Everybody. Happy to Everybody. And that's how you get involved. <laughs> and that's how you get involved. Okay, you're going to be doing this. I just need to learn to stay out of the way of the spirit of fiesta. Yep. Now, Pete, you're going to tell us something here. You had a vision, and I know you've been talking about this vision for the past couple of years. You just couldn't do anything about it because of the... Um, because of the room uh, restraints that you had down there at the Carriage Museum. But you, your vision has come to fruition. Let's talk about that a little bit because that's something you ought to be extremely proud about. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, we, we did have some storage containers that were located down in the parking lot at the Carriage Museum that were used once a year by old Spanish days. And we were, through the efforts of, of, of many, we were able to relocate them and put them in storage now. And I'd like to thank you, too, Guy, for instrumenting that. Um, that allowed us to, to build some new facades down at the Carriage Museum, which are just about to be unveiled. And there's 12 new facades, and we've been able to sell those for $20,000 a piece. And uh, they helped uh, build those beautiful new facades. And we're going to unveil them this fiesta. And those who are lucky enough to attend the Horseman's Rendezvous, which is immediately following the parade, for those who are involved with the parade or help volunteer to put the parade on, they're entitled to come to that party. And it's going to be a good new thing down there at the Carriage Museum. I think everybody's going to enjoy them. They're, they're very, very attractive. It, and they look, I mean, it's really, it, it, it puts a, really puts a. Uh, Whole new spin on it. Now. Yeah. It's, it's a Western town down there yeah. now. Yeah. The inside was class, all except my window, of course. But, <laughs> um, but the rest of it is all class act and uh yeah you gotta be uh real proud of that thank you for that yeah Yeah, the carriage museum uh again is in downtown pershing park um old spanish days is down there you can go in take a look at it they have some beautiful saddles they've got great great exhibits down there you can push buttons and listen to horses go i mean it's just a lot of fun down there. you know if anybody wants to get involved with the fiesta they have a year-round office located at the Carriage Museum. And they can go in if they want to be a flower girl or, or get involved with the parade. This is where they need to go to get signed up for those things. And Kim, who works down there year-round, is, is happy to help them out. Yeah, Kim's a sweetheart of a gal. Um, but they can also, yeah, they should just go down there and say, how do I get involved, right? Well, yeah, that's, that's the easiest way of doing it. There's many different ways they can do it. They can work in a Mercado. They can help out in the office. Um, you can be a marshal in the parade. We, we always need good marshals out there on the parade route. The more eyes and ears, the better. Um, yeah. 
they can help us roll out carriages in the morning. We can talk about that's that a lot of fun. That's yeah. a lot of fun. I've been doing that with you guys for years. Just rolling the carriages out, setting them up, getting them ready for the horses to come and get them and take them down uh, to we, get staged, We attach right? the tongues to them that morning. We get there at <coughs> 6 in the morning. It's still dark. We roll the carriages out. We make sure they're safe and ready to go. We put them out into the parking lot, and then Will stages them, them from there. And then after we're done at 8 o'clock, we go out and have breakfast uh, on the museum, and it's a, it's a good way to start the day. Yeah, and then you'll see Will in all of his splendor with his pulling out his hair and just going <laughs> mad. So, guys, I really appreciate you being here. I really appreciate you talking about what you do uh, for Old Spanish Days. I want to thank you both for your community service. You're, it's like never-ending. I know for you, Pete, you're involved with all kinds of men's organizations, and uh, Will's involved with everything else. Um all Americans. So, is there anything else you guys want to say about Old Spanish Days or uh, Carriage Museum? Um, well, just thanks for having us and letting the public know that we're down there. We're there for them. If they ever want to have an event at the Carriage Museum, feel free to come down and take a look around. We uh, we do have events there, um, weddings and fundraisers and class reunions and such, and they're always welcome to come down and check it out. Well. Yeah, thank you for having us. Uh, again, yeah, people want to come out and be marshals in the parade to see what it's about. Uh, love to have them. So I'll go on down there, and we'll give you some information of what it is and how to get involved. And it's pretty cool. You get to wear a cool little uh, uniform, a hat, get a badge, and uh, a gun if you want one. That's, you are a marshal. <laughs> no gun. <laughs> no gun. So oh, damn it. That's not that. that okay. Um, but there is one more announcement. Peter told me while we were off air that... There could possibly be a $5,000 reward for anybody that has seen or has knowledge of those nitwits that tagged the Carriage Museum the other night. So a $5,000 reward being offered for any information that leads to an arrest for the tagging of the Carriage Museum. Peter, Will, thank you guys very much for being here. You're the best. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. No, thank you, Peter. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to Guy Rivera. He was just—I was just speaking with Pil- Peter and Will Powers. Your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back. You're listening to Guy Rivera. You're a guy in the mortgage industry. I love having guys like that on the show. Peter, I've known Pete, man, forever. I've, I, you know, I took, I took his kids on vacation when they were just knee high. I mean, I'm not kidding. They were good friends with my nieces when they were, I don't know, four or five years old or something. Now they're moving off to other states, moving in with guys, not married, not happy about that. But hey. They're living their lives. They're old. They're adults now. And um, it's just a great joy to watch his kids grow up and to be friends with Pete for so long. And Will Powers, I've known him for a long time. He's a great guy, and he has a tough job. They're both in insurance. I wish I would have touched base on that with them. Um, Pete does homeowner's insurance. I think Powers does um, freight, transportation, trucking, insurance. 
Will Powers, Pete George, I just really, really great part of our community, always giving back to the community, and that's what it's all about. I'm real proud to be part of our community. I'm proud to sponsor so many community events that we have, be part of it, not sponsor the whole thing, obviously. I'm not a big shot like Pete and Will. I'm just one of the little guys, but I do get involved, and I'm honored to be serving our community. Guarantee Mortgage has been around on State and Islay for 18 years. Vittoria and I opened that place up 18 years ago. And um, we've been there with the same company for 18 years. That's that's mind-boggling sometimes. I work with my wife. Wouldn't have it any other way. Best partner anybody can ask for. Um, Mortgage industry is not rocket science. It's not brain surgery. But it is a little difficult if you don't know what you're doing. And it's really difficult if your loan agent doesn't know what he's doing. That's why I always advise my clients, shop around. Hey, shop these rates and find out if you are, in fact, getting the best deal. Seven-year fixed to $3 million, 4%. 10-year fixed to $3 million, 4.175%. 30-year fixed jumbo to $3 million, 4.5%. Come on. These are great rates. These, you know, $3 million at an 80% loan-to-value. Uh, obviously, it's FICO-driven. If you got a 650 FICO, that's not going to work. But if you got a 680 FICO, it might get you damn close. I can fund a 680 FICO. Can't fund a 650 for this. Just not going to happen. 608, definitely not going to happen. But lending has come a long way. Um, it, you know, but you got to know what you're doing. So I was just getting off track there. I advise my clients to shop around, and you should shop your loan agents and real estate agents. You need to check up on your, on the people that you're working with, the people that are representing you, because why would you want to work with a loan agent that has been reprimanded, that has, you know, black marks on their, on their license? Why would you want to work with a real estate agent that has been, um, you know, disciplined, has any dis- disciplinary actions. There's a lot of them out there. There's a lot out there that can cause harm to a transaction. I don't care what anybody says. Why would you want to deal with a part-time real estate agent or a part-time loan officer? Our industry is ever-changing, and if you are not up on the proper disclosures, procedures, timetables, yes, timetables between the time that you receive your closing disclosure and the time that you can sign your loan documents is a timetable. 
and it's specific. The time that you can sign your loan doc, your, your loan documents from when you originally were disclosed and signed your loan estimate is a timetable. Yes, it's on a timetable basis. That's why a lot of loan officers out there are alcoholics like myself. (laughs) That's why we drink a lot of vodka, because we are on such a timetable uh, life that after 6 o'clock, I don't know about you, I get to the office at about 6.30, 7 o'clock. I stop my last phone conversations at about 6 o'clock, 6.30 at night, sometimes later. Because that's when my clients can talk to me when they get off of work. And I always tell my clients and my referral partners, hey, if you're working, I'm working. That's just the way it is. That's the way a relationship should be. Um, A lot of people will say, you know what, I don't buy into that. I'll work with you on my time. Well, that's fine too. I do that sometimes. And And that's a great discipline to have. But a lot of my clients are... You know, nine to five, nine to six people. They don't have time to be able to talk to me during the day. But they certainly love talking business about their mortgage after and when they're getting home. I've had so many cocktails with my clients over the phone together. What are you pouring yourself? Hold on, I'm going to pour myself. And then I'll sit down on my computer outside on my deck and I'll just be going over their numbers, and they're doing the same. And it, it works. It works for me, and it works for them. So let me just recap this. Check up on your loan agent. Go to NMLS Consumer, NMLS Consumer. Nancy, Mary, Larry, Samuel, NMLS Consumer. Look up your loan agent. If they've, been to, if they've worked in 10, 10 different places... Over the last 10 years or five different places, over the last five years, they moved around it once a year. There's something wrong. They are, there's something wrong. You want to find a stable loan officer. Same thing with a real estate agent. That real estate agent has disciplinary actions on their record. Why, why bother? That's how I feel. Why even bother? There's plenty of great referrals out there. There's plenty of great real estate agents out there that have never, ever, 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 ever had a disciplinary action done on, uh, completed on their license. That's the one you need to work with. Those are the ones that are true and blue to their, to their industry. Richard's telling me I got to take another quick commercial break. This is Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry. We'll be right back. Okay, we are back and um, for our final segment. I have to tell you that as much movement as, uh, as what's happening in the market right now with, with bonds, with, uh, with um, the global geopolitical environment that we're at, this thing with Greece, Italy, um, there was something else going on that, you know, people run for the safe haven of bonds. As long as they're geopolitical 
uh, unrest, people are always going to be flocking to our bond market. In turn, you'll have a little bit of improvement on rates. So, uh, with that being said, I'm going to get to these rates again because I tell you, I just... I. These rates are so mind-boggling sometimes with guarantee mortgage, and we're the only one that has them. Seven-year fix, jumbo, three million. So here's how it works: If you found a house for three million two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and you put down twenty percent, seven-year fixed, four percent. Same thing on a ten-year fixed, four and seven, four point one seven five. Thirty-year fixed, jumbo. 4.5. These rates are smoking. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, rates are going up. Rates are going up. Well, you know what? When the Fed increases the Fed funds rate, when they increase the interest rates, that's that's not really affecting your long-term mortgage-backed securities, your, your home loan. What that does have an effect on is your car loan, your credit cards, um, short-term loans, consumer loans like that. But as far as your long-term mortgage-backed securities, your interest rate's not going to be popping up. I have I have clients that I put into 10-year fixed rates, you know, at 4.5%, where they're at right now, that are adjusting now, from 10 years ago, they're adjusting to lower than what they started at 4%. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Um, Got to know about the loan programs, how they work. If, uh, if you're dealing with a loan agent that does not quite understand how uh, intermediate adjustable rate mortgages work, ask them again. You tell them, you know, they should be able to tell you exactly what that loan is going to do on day one, the first year after the intermediate arm fixed rate period. I say this because a good friend of mine, Jill, had gone to her loan agent that put her into a seven-year arm and it was about to adjust, and her loan agent said, you know, there's nothing I can do to help you. Your um, The value at the time of her home had gone down. There's nothing I can do to help you. I can't refinance you, blah, blah. I took a look at the note. I said, let me see that note. And it was adjusting to a 23-year amortization. I said, don't touch this note. Don't do anything here. Your rate's going to adjust down to 2.95% in three months. And it did. And that was the best advice anybody can give her. See, her other loan agent was just going to do a, a loan just to do a loan. That irks the hell out of me. But it looks like we're coming to our to our time here, right, Richard? If, in fact, your loan agent does not explain your existing loan to you before you move into a new loan, get up and run away. 
Don't sit down with somebody that just wants to do a loan. I don't sell loans. I offer great financing to my clients. That's the difference between me, Guarantee Mortgage, 1736 State Street, and other loan agents out there. We do not sell loans. We offer options for financing. We look at how that mortgage is going to fit into your long-term financial plans. If your loan agent is not looking at your mortgage that way, get up and run away. If they're not looking out for your best interests by doing that, get up and run away. With that being said, I'm going to bring this show to a close. Great show with Peter George I. Will Powers. You've been listening to Mortgage Matters, Guy Rivera, your guy in the mortgage industry, Guarantee Mortgage. We'll see you next week. That was a tasteful and moving program, Mr. Rivera.